0: I was so deeply in my body that I felt like I felt baby Nancy. I felt me like this scared little girl that didn't have a mom and I put my hands on my body and like I'm tearing up just thinking about it and I was just like I'm your mama. Like I'm gonna be your mama. I'm here for you. And. That is the biggest thing I've learned from being a mom. Because there's nothing that I wouldn't do for my baby. And now there's nothing that I wouldn't do for myself. That's and, so like, if that isn't the thug- most amazing gift I've gotten from becoming a parent, like, I don't know what it is. have to be your biggest fan
1: and when things are really tough and they're really rough
0: and nothing's working but there's something inside of you that says I just have to follow that because you
1: don't know who you're going to be, be, be. Welcome to the Cosmic Laundry Podcast. I'm your host Giselle Plamondin. I'm a clinical counselor and psychological astrologer and I started this podcast to have real, real grounded conversations and to bridge the gap between the spiritual and the mundane on this podcast we take mystical topics and we talk about them in a deep and impactful way every conversation is astrology infused and it's my intention that each episode brings you into a deeper experience of your own humanness and your own divinity you are divine You are here for a reason, and no matter what you do or who you are, I believe that you have powerful magic to give to the world. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for listening. Let's dive in. Hi, hello, and welcome back to episode number 15. Of Season 2 of the Cosmic Laundry Podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode. So this was recorded back in May, I believe, beginning of May, end of April. And it's interesting because in this episode, we talk so much about grief and reparenting and... Um, childhood stuff and how trauma gets stored in the body and like all of this like deep powerful Pluto stuff comes up in this episode and I find it really interesting that right now uh, as of yesterday anyways we had a Cancer new moon opposing Saturn and Pluto and uh, collectively we're all Feeling heavy right now. Uh, new moons are typically pretty light. They're typically times of uh, restoration and balance and coming back into the self. And this new moon definitely did that it worked to bring us back into our bodies into our self into our intuition uh, but there was an element or is an element of something that needs to be healed it's an element of there's a layer that needs to be peeled away uh, so that we can start to move forward and so this is a really great episode for anyone uh, who's feeling that I don't know about you guys but I will woke up today just feeling so icky and sick and you know nauseous and I can't eat and my head hurts and all of the different things so after this I'm actually I rescheduled all of my appointments today which is something I don't do super often um but I rescheduled them and I'm going to you know get outside get into nature ground maybe go to the lake um just try to reconnect to my body because I don't even feel like I'm here right now. And then, honestly, I'll probably take a giant, giant nap, and I am really excited about that. But I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, it's okay to do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, especially when we are going through really heavy cosmic weather um or even like if you want to just look at it from a really grounded perspective Uh, With everything that's going on with COVID, Black Lives Matter, uh, the new resurgence of uh, activism surrounding missing and murdered Indigenous women in Canada. Like, there's a lot going on. Collectively, we're healing a lot. But individually, there's a lot of grief and heartbreak and anxiety that's coming up. So do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. And so this episode is really powerful for self-care for beginning to understand how different people do self-care Clancy is she's amazing like I love her so much and she was so great to have on the podcast because she is very real she's authentic like this is this is like real Clancy you're getting a glimpse into who she is as a human being because she just embodies herself um in all areas of life and so one of the reasons that I knew that I needed to have her on, um, I mean, there's a selfish element. Clancy was my, I think, one of the very first yoga teachers. Her and Adrian both were the first yoga teachers that really impacted me in terms of bringing me into an awareness of the fact that yoga was so much more than the physical aspect. Um, It was through practicing with Clancy and Adrian that I began to understand and see the mental and intuitive and spiritual benefits of yoga. And so... um, I was really, really excited to have Clancy on the podcast because I knew that she would have so much wisdom to share. And one of the things that I adore about her is that she shares wisdom in such a grounded, practical, and fun way, which is part of her Sagittarius nature. She has a Sagittarius rising and definitely embodies the archetype of the, um, I guess the guru, but like the uh, fun and enlightened and down-to-earth guru. And so In this episode, we talk a little bit about yoga, but mostly we just talk about life. We talk about her experience as a new mother. We talk about uh, grief and uh, grieving the death of a parent. We talk about, you know, self-responsibility, hyper-resilience, life transitions. Like this episode, uh, this conversation is very real and it's, all over the place, there's so many different things that we cover, but I know that the topics that we're talking about are powerful and impactful, and I am really, really excited to share this conversation with you so grab yourself some tea do whatever you need to do I would definitely recommend grabbing a notebook and a pen because there are going to be likely some things that pop into your awareness that uh, you might want to write down so that you can meditate and ruminate on them later I hope you guys are having a really really wonderful week and we will talk very soon But I've taken that on so hard, like me having to tiptoe
0: around everybody so that I'm not triggering things in them. And then I was taking the class last week and Taryn was like, just spewing the energy out. And Dwight was getting like, Dwight was folding laundry right behind me. I'm taking the class. The baby is eating breakfast. And all of a sudden she's screaming, Dwight's pissed off and I'm mad. And I thought about it afterwards. And it was like, this thought came to my mind, like, you know, Terrence got to be careful with the kind of energy she's putting out. And then it was like, boom, no, Clancy, you have to be careful not to let somebody else completely disrupt everything. That's personal responsibility. And then it was like this whole avalanche of just like every time that I, I can think of in my life where I've been told like oh you're too much oh you uh your energy is too big oh you had that, 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 this 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 fill in the blank it's just like holy shit fuck you I'm gonna be me <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. do me and if that is upsetting to you I don't want it to be upsetting to you and I have compassion for the fact that you're upset but like whoa yeah. don't tell me to put a lid on everything just because you're upset
1: <laughs> yeah I I totally get that. Like, I find for so long, I was trying to walk, like, this middle line of, like, being politically correct all the time, not ever saying the wrong thing, not ever hurting anyone's feelings, and, like, Mm -hmm. as social workers, we're also partially trained to do that, right? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we are trying to be really careful with the language, with our energy, with all of those different things. And I actually think that that was one of the reasons that I didn't totally fit in the social work world and community was because I have a really hard time not being myself in any situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I find that I'm the most effective when I'm being myself and when I'm not being guided by a certain policy or, or oh, thank, God yeah, thank, thank God for that. Yeah, definitely. God for that. But it, it's just so interesting mm-hmm. navigating that, especially in the world that we're living in right now, because it's, like, on the one hand, it's really important for us, especially as, like, white, cisgendered, you know, women mm-hmm. to be mindful of our privilege and to pay attention yep. to those things, but then also still using language and just speaking in a way that feels true and not... And
0: authentic and right. not having to, like... Yeah uh, edit yourself while you're even just talking.
1: Yeah. And I think the only way, I don't know for you, but I know the only way for me that I've been able to do that is just acknowledging and accepting that I'm going to royally fuck up. Oh, I'm going to have to time. take responsibility <laughs> and I'm going to have to apologize <laughs> have to change my behavior, but I'm going to fuck up. And I think it's yep. fear your fucking up that stops you.
0: Yes. You know? fear of fucking up, but also like the, the it does come from a good place, Mm -hmm. you know, of like not wanting to hurt anybody's feelings or like not wanting to, um, make anybody feel bad. Like those are good qualities to have, but at the same time, um, there's there, yeah, he's walking the line. There's a fine line between like, how much do you bottle it all up? How much do you edit yourself so that you really aren't being polarizing? Like Adrian said, but like, you're, you're just containing everything and not being able to be effective like effective yeah. you as a podcaster you are not going to be effective if you're just editing yourself the entire time yeah or only bringing people on that you think are the right people like
1: yeah does that make sense yes and that's something too that I'm really committed to is like having people on the podcast that are different from me and have different Mm -hmm. ideas and see the world different, because I think that's really important to be stretched in that way. Like so many podcasts is just like essentially the same person, the same Mm -hmm. guest over and Mm -hmm. over and over over again, using the same language involved in the same kind of world. And it gets monotonous. And you get into this little bubble and you forget that other things exist.
0: Mm-hmm. And also like your purpose for having a podcast, yes, for like external like listeners, but also mm-hmm. I, I would imagine for you to be able to keep yeah. growing and learning and expanding your horizons and seeing things from a different point of view. Like, yeah, I imagine if you have start up a podcast, that's like a pretty big motivator behind it.
1: Definitely. And, you know, this is going to be a really interesting episode because I think I'm trying to think of. You might be the first Sagittarius rising that I have on the podcast. Really? Yes. And so we're both like intrinsically motivated by the same thing, which is that expansion, that mm. journey through life, that, you know, growth mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh is- my God, that word, those words, growth mindset yes. are discussed in this household daily because <laughs> Dwight's in the process of getting his, uh, his teaching
1: right. certificate. So
0: there's a lot of growth mindset talk in this household when it comes to Scout. I love that. Okay, so what
1: is his, what's his stuff? You just know his son, right? Oh,
0: is he leaving? Maybe I can yell at him.
1: Um, I know he's a, why are you still here?
0: Um, Do you know what time you were born? No, No, he doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's when Scout was born. (laughs) (laughs) it's like five in the morning that's me too um (laughs) yeah he's a he's a Virgo um okay
1: yeah
0: and he was born in Saskatoon on August 27th
1: 1977 okay I'm gonna look it up it's interesting that he's a a Virgo because you met him at work right
0: yeah but he wasn't he was a student
1: yeah, but it, it's just crazy because your tenth house is ruled by Virgo, um, and the tenth house is the career house. So we are, you know, we interact with the world in a, a the way that is kind of typical of our tenth house. Like it's it's really complex, and there's a lot more to it. And we'll go into it a little bit more.
0: Well, um, he he showed up, and but I wasn't. I was like, no, I wasn't gonna touch that with a ten foot pole because yeah. I was at work. Yeah. And uh-huh. yoga teachers do not date their students.
1: Uh-huh. I remember but, you talking
0: about
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> what changed your mind? Adrian Van Gool forced
0: me to. Well, there <laughs> no, was a lot her. of like there was <laughs> yeah. a lot of pushing and me and her pushing and me pushing back and like <laughs> finally one day I was just like, okay, I'm gonna ask him out. And I did and he was really worried he was like what and, you know the same worries like what yeah. happens if it doesn't work out and then he doesn't get to go to the yoga studio or he doesn't feel yeah. comfortable going to the yoga studio anymore I and that was that. my big concern of like I don't yeah. want to screw like you know it's a big thing to feel comfortable For sure. in a studio and an environment and you just you don't want to throw another thing into the works but thank god I did it's like the one time I've ever he always says like Thank God that was the one time you didn't have any morals. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the one time in my entire such,
1: life. Like you're such a rule follower, right? So oh, yeah. considering that, I just love it. Yeah. Okay, so what was his birthday? Or birthday? Um, August 27th,
0: 1977.
1: And then in Saskatoon. And we yep. don't know the time.
0: Mm-mm. The poor guy only has one picture of him as a kid, second child. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, how many kids are there?
0: Well, just the two, but yeah.
1: Oh, I can like last child, so he got yeah. like, yeah.
0: That's yeah, nothing. Really nothing. He's got one picture.
1: <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Okay, so he's a Virgo sun, Aquarius, Moon, and then we don't know his rising. Um, but I was looking for Sagittarius there and then venus and cancer and then your chart so we'll go into this a little bit for the people listening you do you remember yours i remember that the village is burning
0: down and that's all i remember
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um for everyone listening she's in like massive pluto transits so uh, the tower card, I think, is what you're referencing. So <laughs> that. Um, okay, so you're a Sagittarius rising, Capricorn sun, and Taurus moon. And, yeah, we're going to go into some other parts of the chart, too, with the, the conversation that we're going to have here. But, um, yeah, it's just, I think it'll be really good. I haven't had the chance to just sit down with another Sagittarius rising for a while. while. I just,
0: I I don't know. I feel like I, I know so many people who are Sagittarius, like not are, but like their sun sign is Sagittarius. So I feel like I'm just surrounded by them all the time. But like what you were saying about the rising sign Mm -hmm. (laughs) being who our soul is.
1: Yeah. And And the reason for that is because. So the rising sign is literally the sign that was on the East horizon at the time that you were born. It's like philosophically when heaven meets earth and um, it changes every two hours. So Mm. the degree of your rising sign is the most personal part of the chart. It's the quickest thing. And that is like when you took your first breath and that's what separates you from all of the other people that are born on the same day as you. Hmm. So the rising sign is really, really important.
0: So interesting. Yeah.
1: What um like do you have any questions about because I know we just did your session, so it's pretty fresh in your mind.
0: It is. And at the same time, it's so like, like I said, when I opened it up that email, it was just like, what? I'm so <laughs> lost. You know, yeah. it, like it was such it was a very eye opening session. Yeah. Um and I was left a little bit like, oh my God, like a lot's going on right now. Like mm,
1: yeah.
0: my tendency is to just, my tendency is to stick my head down and get to work. Like that yeah. is, Some that is, yeah. And mm-hmm. to kind of like forget to lift my head up sometimes and look around. Yeah. Um, so having a, you know, 17 month old, being in a brand new place, um, going through a pandemic, <laughs> like, just yeah. everything. I've just kind of been like, you know, nose to the ground, get shit done. And it was, um, a bit of a relief to be like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Everything that's going on right now, it's just, and I've been here before, like you said, like, this isn't the first time I've been through this. And now having had like a week and a half to kind of sit with it, it's like, yeah, this is, and I think I even mentioned it to you, like, this is an uncharted territory Mm-hmm. of having to reinvent everything all over again. Like this yeah. is the, the pattern of my life is um, getting good at something. And then <laughs> And I'm guessing this is partially the Sagittarius side of this. Like, fuck this, I'm really. leaving. I'm taking off. Where's the next airport? Like I'm gone. And then yeah. having to rebuild again from there. But within that also being like, things are really good. Like, I'm in a really good place right now, even though it's a place of uncertainty, and I definitely have my moments of like, oh my goodness, what is happening? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I doing with my life? Like, all those big questions are are tumbling around a lot in my head right now, but, you know, 99% of the time I'm like, no, I got this, I got this, it's gonna be okay.
1: I love it. I I'm really excited to see. Can you hear that?
0: What is that?
1: <laughs> That's the jets. So um, we're we're on an air force base. <laughs> At least it's fast. Yes, it's like super fast, but they're really loud. They have been really active today. They must just be like itching to get out practice or something. But um, whatever, it's so real. It's real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, when you were talking about the can opener thing, do you remember that during our... Yes, 100%. I, I- have <laughs> never resonated with something so intensely in my life. <laughs> so I need you to like retell that story for every Sagittarius listening. Okay. so real.
0: Well, and I think I was kind of talking about how in relation to my moon sign being Taurus as yes. well, like the, I'm definitely... I don't know much. I am a total newbie and I'm mm-hmm. open to learning as much as I can. But I remember the first time I learned about rising signs and moon signs and realizing that my rising sign is Sagittarius and my moon sign is Taurus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And those two things, butting heads constantly. So yeah. the perfect example being the amount of can openers I've had in my life because (laughs) I will be like oh my god I have too many things like get rid of this can opener (laughs) get out of here I don't need a can opener when do I use a can opener and then uh, moving like it's usually in regards to moving because I've moved so many times in my life but moving you know across the country or moving to a different country and realizing in like two weeks oh my god I don't have a can opener I need a can opener so bad there's no way I can get settled until I have a can opener, <laughs> a can opener. and then I get a can opener and I get a whole bunch of other shit and then in six months time I'm like oh my god this can opener is
1: holding me back
0: I am <laughs> I mean, so ready with
1: that, that. So funny. And like, I legit will do the exact same thing with like, all kitchen utensils, Mm. all of those things. I can like live without the, all of these things. I just want to live out of a backpack. And then when I'm living out of a backpack, I'm like, (laughs) I do
0: not feel okay. What is going on? I was uh, completely
1: ungrounded.
0: How am I supposed to eat my beans? I need the can opener. Yeah. Well,
1: and this is important actually, this conversation, because so everybody thinks that like your astrology is inherently confusing for everyone. It's always confusing. And like, so you have this Sagittarius rising and then all of this earth in your chart. And I do too. I have, you know, tons of fire and air, but just as much earth in my chart. And those things are opposites. They're different. Mm -hmm. They want different things. They're motivated differently. So this is kind of the dilemma that we all have of trying to balance these different parts of us within the chart and it's not always easy you might end up like owning 25 different can openers
0: (laughs) yeah but at the same time I kind of see it as like that is helping us find balance because you know that that opposite side being like you need a can opener (laughs) you need to have worldly goods maybe not a lot compared to other people like I definitely Mm -hmm. don't have a lot of stuff Dwight has a lot of stuff oh i shouldn't be melting on the podcast (laughs) Dwight and i are the complete opposite because he wants to stash things away just in case and i'm a fuck it we don't need it and now you know there's things that he stashed away and it's a pandemic and i'm like oh thank you for being a hoarder (laughs)
1: thank you for keeping me alive thing though too right like Mm -hmm. men are just like boy scout like gotta be prepared for anything that you know anything that comes up
0: so. That's him to a T. And I'm like, okay, everything's going to be fine. <laughs>
1: so, like, that meme that came
0: up a few weeks ago, that was like, basically like, I, I, I'm white, I have all these crystals, I have all these tarot cards. How could this pandemic be happening? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Have you seen um, JP Sears? You know who that is, right? Yes, I have. He just made a new video about, like, spiritual people during the pandemic. Mm. It is so funny. I'll link it in the (laughs) notes for people. Um, The the best one, the one that made me laugh so hard that I, like, cried. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm just feeling so much fear from the collective. It's not my fear. It's the collective's fear. And it's (laughs) so funny. People sometimes do get... Like we get in our own little worlds and the language we use. Hell yes,
0: really absolutely. And it's good to catch, catch it. It's yeah. really good to catch it. And it's really good to have people hold the mirror up and make fun of it because definitely it is, yeah, yeah. We can definitely get very uh, wrapped up in all that.
1: Actually, Chantel just did that to me today. She came home from her, uh, for her lunch break. And I was like, yeah, I was looking at your chart this morning. And I realized that like, you have Moon, Trine, Venus, and it's conjunct Chiron. And I was talking to her about all these things, and she's like, You know, you sound like a crazy person. I was like, okay, Yeah, all right. So I had to like break it down and just talk, and like, whatever.
0: And With what you, a great like, gift to have her
1: just keep you. <laughs> All the time. She keeps me so humble. (laughs) One time we were, I think we were with friends and I started talking about astrocartography, which is like the study. It's kind of like the feng shui of astrology. It's about how um, we are impacted by different planetary energies in different parts of the world. And so I was just talking about it. And she just looked at me and then looked at, like, I can't, we might have actually been with my dad. And she was like, yeah, Giselle just makes shit up all the time. Like, <laughs> <even real." laughs> she just keeps me so humble. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. and I That's think- so good. Yeah. That's why I like having her on the podcast, too, because she keeps everything really real and really grounds it and is honest, always so honest. So. What,
0: what is her situation? Like, what's her star sign? So what's your sun
1: sign? Has, she's a double Scorpio and then Pisces moon, but her, her Mercury is in Sagittarius and Mercury is the way that you communicate. Um, it's really connected to the mind and Sagittarius is really blunt, um, very opinionated and does not sugarcoat anything ever. Whereas like, for me, I have a Sagittarius soul, right? Sagittarius rising, but my Mercury is in Taurus and Taurus is sweet. It's gentle. Mm-hmm. So everything that I say, I'm always trying to like, make sure that it lands in a practical way, but also make sure it doesn't hurt people's feelings. And she has none of that. Like <laughs> it will hurt your feelings. And she goes, have, like a you problem. Like <laughs> so Mercury. Oh my God.
0: That is like, I really, I really appreciate people like that. I think they're Like, I know they're not everybody's cup of tea. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And maybe that's why I appreciate that so much. But I think there's nothing funnier than people who just say it as it is, how they see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah well and you are kind of one of those people because you have mercury in aquarius and mercury and aquarius does it the same thing mercury and sagittarius will do it in more of, like they'll bring a lot of humor into it um and mercury and aquarius can do that but they're it's a little bit more factual and <laughs> it's,
0: it's got a little bit more bite to
1: it <laughs> yes definitely it's got a little bit of like oh my god what <laughs> where's my purse <laughs> yeah it's kind of like how, okay how do you not see this like do i have have to spell this out for you um yeah it's very quick mercury and aquarius is a really really quick mind um and always wanting to have conversations about these like bigger philosophical kind of things these aquarius type themes
0: i had this thing the other night like a lot of my moments of reflection or just like just random stuff happened when i'm um putting scout down. It's like I we find the guy quiet moment and my brain kind of wanders. And you know, I'm in this place where I really don't I don't know what the next step is. You know, I've been a yoga teacher for the past twelve years. And now all of a sudden I'm kind of free-floating and it's like, you know, just a lot of like, do I want to keep doing this? Um, and just thinking like, what would the perfect job for me be? And I came up with um like a radio talk show egg me <laughs> it's like I can't, I could never be a counselor or therapist because, um, I would just be telling people what to do all the time, (laughs) but if like people actually called in, uh, -hmm. with their questions, I feel like I'd really shine in that kind of area because I'd really like, I tend to see things straight to at least what I think is Mm -hmm. the right answer. So it's like that would be so awesome, just like and Adrian called it a uh, straight talking with Clancy. <laughs> you
1: should totally do that, and you can you can actually just create a podcast.
0: That's that's what they were talking about. I don't know.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I
0: don't know. I, that's when I get a little like I need some Molly in my life. She could just like kick me into
1: kick my butt and tell me I can do it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, like who the hell wants to listen to anything that I have to say? But I think it'd be funny.
1: I okay I totally resonate with that I remember when I started this podcast I didn't think anyone would listen like I started it because I wanted to and because I thought it would be fun and I had some free time and I literally thought it was going to be my mom and a few of my friends and I remember putting the first episode out and checking it the next day and it had had like 150 lessons and I wanted to vomit. Like I was like, I need to delete this. Like I did not think that it was gonna actually happen. Amazing. Right. But I think that we tend to just naturally think that, right? We're like, why would anybody because we are with our own thoughts all the time. So Mm we are so used to the way that we think, right. But I don't know other people I think just love hearing certain people speak and you definitely would be one of those people like you have that Jupiter connection so there's a lot of wisdom naturally in the way that you talk and what you talk about and then you've got a lot of Aquarius energy in your chart which is about innovation and like moving the collective forward and um Aquarius energy is like thought leader energy so Hmm. people would definitely tune in
0: well thank you the, my, the other thing was, how do I make any kind of money just posting my uh, reactions to really shitty TV on Instagram?
1: I <laughs> love
0: reactions. <laughs> do you remember that? How do I do, yeah. like, oh my God. Wouldn't that be amazing if you could yes. just make a, a living off of, like, watching Love is Blind, or what, what was that show called? That love yes, is called? Love is Blind. I loved your
1: reactions. They were so real and funny. Right? And funny. I know. I thought they were really Yeah, hey, I have a too. new one for you. Have you watched Hot okay.
0: to Handle? Dude, I don't know if I can do it. Like you guys, with these shows, they're just,
1: <laughs> they're so just bad.
0: garbage. And I think <laughs> that's probably why I could make a living off of this, because it's just like it's just soul sucking. Um, I'm getting cavities, like brain cavities, just watching this shit. Oh God it's so bad. Like even the trailer it popped up on Netflix so I was just like oh oh."
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know I love it Um, (laughs) so did you watch it yes I watched it I love those because I'm so curious and I know that they're scripted like I know that there's a, a layer to it that's not real but I love like human behavior and just, like, I'm an airport watcher. Like, I love just watching people. That's why I'm a counselor. I love to hear about people's lives. I find people so fascinating. So reality TV is, like, my jam. I love it. To be
0: honest with you, the only reason I would ever watch that garbage is to understand what the hell you're talking about when you're (laughs) analyzing them. (laughs) I was like, okay, no, I'm gonna have to watch this show and figure out who this Jessica person is, and, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I Love Is line was especially really fun in terms of like just analyzing the astrology because very rarely do we get the chance to to do that with celebrities right because even like yeah i can look at beyonce's chart but i don't know what she's like in her day -day. Uh. no idea so it was really cool with love is blind being able to look at their whole chart and be like okay this makes so much sense like it, it just Made so much sense. But yeah, it is garbage. It's like, I just started trying to watch one called Back with the X, and it's so bad. I can't. It's like, I I can't. It's awful. I just,
0: it is, I just don't understand it. You know, like Mm -hmm. the feeling I get in my body of just head to toe, shameful embarrassment.
1: (laughs) Just like the (laughs) cringing. It's so bad, but it's, so uh, good. That's
0: my <laughs> my jam is more like, a um, bake off, uh, drag race.
1: Oh yeah. There's yeah. this new show
0: called we're here. Have you seen it? No, it's so good. It's Bob, the drag queen and Shangela and Eureka. And they're going into like small towns in America.
1: Oh, and,
0: um, like, either if there is a drag scene, like, I think that they're kind of, like, um, they're, they're, they're holding a drag show in each of these small town communities. But really kind of confronting really big um, issues, homophobia, and um, the last episode, what it's like growing up. Uh, trans in a very um, conservative family yeah it was both Dwight and I were just sobbing just sobbing and just like this lovely grandpa was in it and he was just so uh, supportive and loving of his grandson like this guy that you would probably think would be super against it and like this this guy this drag queen doesn't go out unless he gets his um, grandfather's seal of approval on what he's wearing like hey grandpa does this look good yeah Wow. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to watch that. Is it on Netflix? It's on, um, Crave. Okay. Or HBO. One of
1: those. Okay. I will check that out. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I like those shows too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know you do. I'm not labeling you as someone who only watches. <laughs> yeah. really. I just, you are my go-to for figuring out what is, um, happening. Yeah. Ooh. With the young people
1: with the young people
0: so-
1: <laughs> did you watch tiger king it dude was- no it was so bad i would
0: not i run. can't no no i just i looked at that <laughs> just ran for the hills Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> i'm literally just picturing you turning around and being like no no joke. no no I- no way i wanted to watch it so that i could have context for all the conversations that people were having around it, but I cringed through every episode. It was awful. So is
0: that something that, that you have in your chart of, like, feeling like you need to be able to, like, have context when you're talking to other people? Interesting. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I guess one of my things, and and I say this about everything, I will sit through bad documentaries, I will finish a book right to the end, because I want to have an opinion, like I now, I have very strong opinions about things. And I'm also very, I hate when people have an opinion about something, but they aren't fully aware or knowledgeable about the thing. So I will listen to the whole thing and the whole argument and sit there quietly and then formulate my thoughts on it before I like make my stance. And I find that fascinating How do you do it like you if block you block were- and delete, do you remember
0: m s n messenger how you could block yes. and delete? Yes. yeah, that is how I live my life that is <laughs> that is like my mantra um, <laughs> if yeah i just I kind of came to this realization even like before getting into yoga and realizing that what we consume is on many different levels, not just like um food yeah. and what we drink, but like interactions with people and people that we have in our life. Like I figured that out from a young age and it was because I was so terrified of scary movies. Right. I realized that like, whoa, when I watch that, it makes me feel really bad. Yeah. Really bad. And it affects me on every single level, pretty much. Yeah. Um so I figured that one out as a kid and then as I grew up I started to realize like, oh, I have to be very, very, very sensitive and particular with what I consume um, mm-hmm. because it it just affects me so deeply, um, so when that comes to the shows I watch, like if it it's i just I cut it out, but with books, mm-hmm. <laughs> notorious for going to the last chapter and being like, "What is going really? on here? Oh, for sure, no. I'm not going to waste any of my precious time on some bullshit story that's going to have the main character dies or I'm going to be in tears
1: or no. So (laughs) if, if it ends in a way that you like, you'll read the whole thing or no,
0: this, this isn't every single book. This is if I'm like a chapter three and I'm starting to get like the little like warning flag is going up. Like this is potentially um, one, just a bad story or two, they're going to kill off your favorite character uh, right. or, you know, all that, like yeah. the dog is dead by like, you know, the end of it. And yeah. you no, know, I just, I, I, I just get so really- wrapped up in things. Yeah. And I feel things so deeply that I'm particular on where we go with it. And I know there's some people like, I remember watching the notebook mm-hmm. and being so pissed off, like getting halfway through and realizing what was going on. And mm-hmm. I did, watch that one through to the end but just being so mad because I felt like my emotions were being manipulated and then just like sobbing for days like just in a funk for days because of it but I know there's some people that love that they love Mm -hmm. that they have an outlet for their emotions that they can't get out
1: yes yeah okay let's talk about that actually because that you like you can use astrology to kind of explain that a little bit that I've only ever had that happen to me once where you're deeply deeply impacted for days after and that was with the kite runner have you read that book
0: no I guess I'm uh, gonna yeah okay gonna
1: recommend. <laughs> no. it put me out for weeks but it's still probably one of my favorite books that I've ever read because oh. it was so emotionally impactful and there was a lot going on in it um, but I can't bring myself to read it again. I probably won't ever put myself through that emotional turmoil again. <laughs> and I'm similar to you in that I don't like scary movies and I don't like movies with a lot of violence. They just don't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think that's why I'm getting into reality TV because it's light and it's fluffy and it's, it's not dark or scary.
0: There is something to be said for right now. The world is super uncertain mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on. and A lot of times, like, we feel like we don't have any control. And yeah, I think there's a reason that Netflix is, like, just pumping out all the stuff right now. Like, I would, if I could, beg whoever is in charge of putting the next season of Queer Eye, like, I just want to watch Queer Eye. I want that infusion, like, injection of positivity straight into my soul right now, because, you know, there's just so much going on right now.
1: I watch a lot of kids movies too, actually, especially if I'm feeling really like down, but yeah, back to the whole, um, emotional body thing. So like you, for example, have a very grounded, practical, um, like Taurus, like emotional body. So people with moon and Taurus are sensitive. There's like an innate sensitivity there. Um, and it's, a sensitivity that's connected to the body as well as just the emotions. It's like the body Big and
0: time body
1: are really connected. Right. So we talk about the mind body connection all the time, but there's also a body emotion connection, right. And mm-hmm. you can argue they're all connected, but the Taurus moon is really having your emotional body be connected to your physical body. And so your emotions are likely to be a little bit more, um, stubborn slower moving you have to like ride out the whole emotional kind of cycle in order for you to kind of like feel okay um and there's likely to an element of of really being able to connect into that emotional body easily whereas someone like myself I have an Aquarius moon Dwight does too so I don't know if he'll resonate with us but um I have to decide that I'm going to connect to my emotions. And when I do, when I make that decision and I I drop into my emotional body, um, it's good for me and it's easy and I can connect in pretty easily. I would consider myself to be a very sensitive person. But if I want to stay detached, I can stay detached for days, for weeks, like as long as I want to, I can. So those like stories, like the notebook or reading or things like that are really good for people with an air moon because it forces us to get into our emotional body and there's a release there
0: that's so interesting that's like yeah it's the polar opposite of me yeah. like I can get like and you're right like everything you just said about that is a hundred percent right like I can right there I know exactly what state I'm in and I know how it feels in my body like mm-hmm. it's right there I can tell you at any given time. And I was always told I was too sensitive growing up Mm -hmm. always. And I had to be more masculine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the, the the Taurus moon gift in a way, right. Is having that, that constant connection to that type of energy. Um, And like, there's a sweetness and a softness to the Taurus moon too, which the, the moon Only our close people really get to see it. With women, we'll extend it out a little bit more. There might be more people that get to see it than with men, um, typically. But the moon is a really, really internal part of the chart. So even though, like, you come across as this, like, very free-spirited, like, Capricorn badass, when people get to know you, they get to know that you're a lot softer and more gentle than what you present.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's definitely a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's and, awesome. and
1: even just like,
0: um, getting confused sometimes <laughs> with like people's perception of me and I am a hundred percent aware that like I can come across as in your face mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and I think that also like that just comes with confidence too confidence of being able to say exactly what I think yeah. in, any situation and if I don't feel confident then that's when I know that that is a bad situation Um, Mm. but then there's also like the we've talked about this before like the uh, hyper resiliency (laughs) yeah like I suffer from that big Mm. time where I'll just kind of like turn I can turn everything off just to be able to stay hyper resilient just to survive just to survive just to survive in the in a bad situation in a situation where like most people would be out the door within a week or two, I will just be like, nope. (laughs) I guess that's the stubbornness too that you were talking about. Like I'm stubborn. I'm going to stick with it. I'm the only person that can get this done. Yes. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. kind of stuff.
1: That comes from the moon archetype that you have. And again, this is another thing. I think this is why we, you and I together have had so many conversations about this hyper resilience, because you and I actually both have, Um, moon Saturn connections in our chart and that's where that hyper resilience comes from right and with all of these like the moon is such an internal part and it's deeply deeply connected to our ancestry so it's not even just our stuff right it's our Mm -hmm. our our grandparents stuff so it's really deeply rooted um and all that stuff comes out in childhood you know uh, like just
0: realizing so much how parenting isn't your kid
1: like it is yeah
0: but parenting really is just watching our own programmed responses to everything and where did we learn that from our parents and where did they learn that from their parents until you have someone that's able to put a cog in this to stop everything and be able to stop and be like whoa
1: have there where did that even come from have there been any really wild things that you've noticed in yourself with your own patterning in like Because when you're parenting, you're also reparenting. You're reparenting yourself.
0: Oh, okay. You want to go there? We'll go there.
1: Okay, (laughs) let's do it. I had a moment. So, have you done the class yet?
0: I've done one. Very busy. Okay, Mm
1: -hmm. but I'm I'm going to do more. I really like. So, you
0: know, at the at the ending, there's the heart clearing Mm
1: -hmm. where you're kind
0: of like waving your arms. It's called heart clearing, heart opening, or heart clearing. And I had this moment. And I have an amazing therapist. I am such an advocate for therapy. I think it should be free across the board. There's no way I would be the partner or the mother or the person I am now without having met just a really good fit. So if anybody out there is listening and has gone uh, to see a therapist that didn't feel right, shop around. Go shopping go shopping, find your fit. Yeah. Cause once you find that fit, it's like amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. So with the, we've talked a lot about parenting the inner child, you know, becoming the mother that you didn't have. And I didn't really understand that until I became a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had this moment in the class last week where I, there's a lot of um, coming back to the body in the class. So putting your hands on your body and just checking in. And my therapist is all about somatic therapy. So while I'm talking, she's like, what is happening in your body right now? Can you follow it? Like the sensation, is it staying still? Is it moving around? And I think that's why I resonate so deeply with the work that they're doing in the class. It's like, it's always coming back to the body. So while we're doing the heart clearing, I was so deeply in my body that I felt like I felt baby Clancy. Mm -hmm. I felt me like this scared little girl that didn't have a mom. And I put my hands on my body and like, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. And I was just like, I'm your mama. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like I'm going to be your mama. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm here for you. And that is the biggest thing I've learned from being a mom because there's nothing that I wouldn't do for my baby yeah and now there's nothing that I wouldn't do for myself
1: That's and like
0: if that isn't the fucking most amazing gift I've gotten from becoming a parent like I don't know what is
1: yeah and I think kudos to you because I think a lot of parents don't necessarily get to that point right because that's where a lot of of, you know, parenting trauma even comes from is is parents having to parent their children differently than the way that they were parented. Um, And a lot of people don't choose to do that. They choose to just carry on the same family cycles that they experience.
0: Well, I think also having it like, and I, I, we talked about this in when you read my chart was, I struggled, I struggled for a long time about bringing another person into this world I worried that I was going to end up fucking her up. Mm. I was very concerned about that because (coughs) my mom, it's all just generational, like it's generational trauma. Like, I don't know how far back it goes, but I made the decision one day. I said, this stops here. Mm. And it was, it was in a session and all this shit came up. I've been lucky enough to have done the work. I've been lucky enough to not be very young. Like I'm, I'm 39. I had Scout when I was 37. Like I've done some work and I'm so lucky that I had the time to do that, that yeah. I made it my career. Like we talked about how it's somewhere in my chart, how it's like a Sagittarius thing to want to become a teacher and to teach from a place of having learned stuff and then teaching the stuff. Like that is me to a T. So I'm very lucky that I got out of my corporate job and I started doing this work. If I hadn't, I would totally be parenting from that place. 100%. Um, The other part of it and very, very sad is that my mom passed away very suddenly when Scout was two and a half months old. And so I had to figure out how to become a mom Mm-hmm. While at the same time starting to process and like i didn 't i didn 't have a great relationship with her, she had a lot of barriers, mm-hmm. like to the point where when I would talk about the therapy that I went through she would she actually stalked me because it was just bringing up too much of her stuff um, but it wasn 't until after she died that I started to get to know her better
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it was through that understanding um, and compassion that I started to bring that same understanding and compassion to myself as a mother. Like I can't ask her physically now, did you go through the same stuff? Did you Mm -hmm. have the same feeling when I was a baby? Um, but I can, I can think about what her, like I can kind of guess what her response would be. Or I'm even like, just even putting myself into her shoes Yeah, is huge. And I would, you know, never wish that upon anybody to have mm-hmm. to go through that kind of learning that fast, yeah. that kind of trauma, that fast to yeah. figure it all out. But fuck, just with everything, like it's been a huge gift. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so crazy to think that the death of a parent can be a, um, a huge gift, but for my relationship with my mom, mm-hmm. it, and I think that is still a very like living real thing my relationship with my mom is the strongest it's ever been
1: Mm, I love that it's wild yeah it's you have to yeah I I think that there there's so many layers to that in terms of unpacking that and, and how that comes about and what that means and all of the things but I feel like that's a common experience for people
0: I think so too
1: you know, and I had someone, someone, I read it somewhere
0: that, because a lot of people thought, because I didn't have a great relationship with my mom, that the grieving process would be quick. It makes it harder. It's And I read somewhere that um, (laughs) it's, it's the difference between like a clean cut, like healing a Clean cut to your skin, and then one with like a dirty, jagged knife, and how that is able to heal itself. And I thought that was the most succinct way to put it. Like, there's Mm -hmm. so many layers to it, but like I said, it's it's. I don't know. Me, I I think I'm just (sighs) everything that I've been through in, in my life has brought me to this point of being able to mindfully go through this while at the same time trying to figure out how to be a mom and not having a job which is like so so many people might be like oh thank god you don't have a job but for me that's like so much of my identity is wrapped up in what I do and of being important to the community Mm -hmm. and then not having that anymore and then having to figure all this out has been a trip but it's been amazing Mm -hmm.
1: What have you, because there are going to be a lot of people, I think, who listen to this and resonate with your story and your experiences, um, especially, I mean, anyone that's born in the later, you know, phases of, of Capricorn season, like you were, will be going through um, this Pluto transit. And of course, that doesn't always mean like the death of, of someone you love or all of these really intense things. Um. But this is a common experience for people, mm. Pluto transits. And I think that it's something that's really misunderstood. And and we like in the astrology community, we call them happy Pluto transits because it's exactly like you say, like a few years later, you look back and you go, I am so thankful for that thing. But while you're in it, it just feels like everything is burning and you don't know which way is up and it feels really scary and hard. So mm-hmm. if you could like give advice to yourself two years ago what
0: advice would you give? So two years ago, two years ago was before the village burnt down. <laughs> 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 two years ago, I was, I, I was very stuck. Yeah. Um, in a, in what I only later realized was a really bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, even though my, <coughs> Relationship, like with Dwight, Mm -hmm. great. Pregnant, great, but work and all that kind of stuff, really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably would have told myself like, girlfriend, lift your head up, mm -hmm. take a look around, take a look at your surroundings and stop. Like when you're pregnant and you don't have a huge income, it's scary, the unknowns are really big um not being in a great job it's scary to figure out how to so I don't even know what I would say to myself to be honest with you like I feel like I had to go through it like there's no way I could have done it any differently Giselle like I had to do it but I feel the same way about
1: my entire life yes and this this is where the Sagittarius like guru part of you comes out like the Sagittarius you know element and energy is really this element of like life is hard people are gonna die nothing is gonna work out the way you want it to so you might as well just enjoy yourself and have a good time and just work through it and it's really this understanding of of the cycles of life and and how crucial they are to our uh, evolution and being
0: present as present as possible Mm -hmm. and just like man it like it there's Mm -hmm. something about having a baby that makes you so present yeah and it's so crazy because like you want you want the future to come like god go to sleep (laughs) i want to go yeah i want to go watch queer eye and eat my dinner or like have a snack or whatever it is very closely like right on top of each other these two things of like i want that i want the present the future to come right now but at the same time like she's so little And I'm not going to be holding her like this for that much longer. She's going to get too big. And I don't want her to grow up too fast. And, you know, like just so like being as present and the right now as possible, but even more than that, just like, I always find it easier for me to just go through the shit. I find it harder for other people to do it. Mm -hmm. So for me to say like, you got to go through the shit, like, but it's true. Like the whole like phoenix rising from the ashes, you have to go through the fire is what is needed. It's the only way that you're going to be able to get through to the other side. And it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters what's going on in the planets. It doesn't matter what's going on in life. Like you have to live it. The only way to get through life is to live it and to to not avoid the hard edges and to not try and soften it for other people Mm -hmm. like that. If you try and soften it for other people, you're getting in the way of that that yes. place where they're going to be able to be reborn from. Yeah. Oh, you got me all riled up right
1: now. Just- I love it. I'm <laughs> so excited. Yeah. And that is a hard lesson for so many people, myself included. I think like not enabling is something that I've massively had to work on in my own life, taking a step back and allowing people to be where they're at and just not fixing it, not telling them what to do about it, not, you know, nothing, just allowing them to be where they are and supporting in the ways that they can. And what a beautiful thing
0: to be, to be like, I'm supporting you. I'm here for you, yeah. but fuck, I'm also excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's like what, that, that excitement is something that we can all have. Yeah. Excitement to see like what is going to happen, but that takes um getting off of your couch maybe not in the time of social isolation but (laughs) but even even that in a way like we're at home but what can we be doing to still um foster that growth yeah to keep moving forward even though especially for people that need to be so that feel like they need to be social to be motivated or you know this is our time to figure out how to find you know do that that soul work on our own because really that's the only way we can do it we can't let anybody else do that work for us we can't expect that yoga teacher to because it's not the same it's not the same taking that online yoga class yeah (laughs) it's just not the same we're stuck we're stuck with ourselves and I think that's how exciting and super beautiful others may not and I (laughs) appreciate that like it's Scary. It can be really scary, and it can be overwhelming. Um, but I don't know if anybody out there listening has that spark of like, it really is just about following the spark. What's the thing that keeps coming up in your subconscious mind? What's the thing when you get quiet at night? That thing, and not not the like crazy, or maybe it is an anxiety-inducing thing. You know, maybe it is a thing like, oh, I gotta do my taxes. Oh, push it away. No, what? What the fuck? What if you do your taxes? Yeah. And something amazing happens. What's the amazing thing that happens? Oh, you've done something that's gonna make you feel really good about yourself because you've done this thing that you that's been holding you back, right? Yes, flossing your teeth. Like it could be as mundane as that, but like I don't know. I feel like there's so many things that we do that just like constantly hold us back from being a huge, big, bright version of yourself.
1: Oh yeah, that was the most <laughs> Sagittarius pep talk ever, and I love it. I really, I actually really hope that you do start a podcast or something because there's like the way that you speak is so motivating. That's one of the things that I think I miss the most about your classes. You know, like I was talking to Adrian about this yesterday too because she functions very similar as well in terms of I remember I'd go to your class or I'd go to hers and I'd always come away with a a deeper truth or a deeper knowing about something Mm. and that is really like the Sagittarius magic and the Sagittarius gift so like no matter what you do you're always going to be a teacher but it it just might not be of yoga
0: it might be Uh, uh, it might be something else and like for me like that's the like that's the part that's super um Frustrating as fuck. Like, I want to know right now what yeah. it is I'm supposed to be doing, and then let me sink my teeth in and go to town. But, yeah. and I feel like this is probably the most Sagittarius thing ever is like, no, girl, you gotta sit still, yeah. sit on your ass, and do nothing for a, Like, it might be a while, which is a polar opposite of what I just said about like finding the thing that sparks you, but I feel like you can do both. You can do the thing that sparks you, but at the same time, like, do the thing that sparks. Whatever that is. And if you're in that same spot as I am right now of not knowing what the fuck you're supposed to be doing with your life, like, and Mm -hmm. I'm just totally talking to myself right now. I love this. I have to sit still. I can't, I can't. What else am I supposed to be doing? I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to figure out what the hell it is I'm supposed to be doing with my life. When really, what I need to do right now is to just sit still, take care of that baby, take care Mm -hmm. of myself, let the pandemic pass. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> maybe as it passes some more clarity is going to come but like that's that's been my number one just like thing in life is just the grass is greenest where you water it and mm-hmm. not over the next hill
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: feel like a lot of my friends are like that of just like I gotta go gotta go see what's yeah. over the next hill when really it's just the same shit just a different city
1: just being where you are mm-hmm. yeah and that's a very like Capricorn, that's a Capricorn gift, the ability to persevere even when things are hard and knowing that there's a payoff for work. Capricorn is really the only sign that loves work and not necessarily like it always gets tagged as like the CEO boss kind of thing. It's not necessarily that. It's just the process of working and achieving something.
0: Or self-work. Yes. And, self work and getting-
1: work right yeah. like all
0: these things it, it is that took me a long time to figure that one out because I'm not somebody that like I'm not about the money I'm not about <laughs> like I'm if you just read like Capricorn attributes I'd be like yeah that's not me at all yeah but going deeper and and hopefully like dragging a whole bunch of people with me like come on we're gonna do this together like <laughs>
1: like that's the kind of work that I'm
0: I'm interested you
1: in right like you have all of that Aquarius stuff and that 11th house stuff so no matter what you do you are going to end up working with like communities and and doing some sort of like activist stuff even maybe um and I think that's also too why you've always had um I think that lens like I remember taking teacher training a few years ago and there was something that had happened in the teacher training and you called it out right away. You were like, we're not using that language. We're not doing that. That would not be okay if it was reversed. Do you remember what I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Yeah. Um, Troy had taken his shirt
0: off in teacher training and all the ladies in the group started catcalling. calling. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit, ladies? Yes. Would you want to be treated like that if you took your shirt off?
1: No. Yes. <laughs> no, and- I wouldn't. Yeah, and you yeah, were just so quick it and went right into it, and I was just like, yeah, I love this. Like, you so <laughs> fierce, but that's where a lot of that comes from, too, is that le- 11th house connection to, like, the 11th house is really about wanting to be our best selves and being deeply, deeply communi- connected to the community and um, humanitarian kind of values and, like, activism, and then you have all of that in Libra. So, like, that's also a huge part of just, like, you and who you're here to be. But I, I don't will know. never forget that moment it's <laughs>
0: in my brain. And I know, like, I'm fully aware that, like, that moment did not inspire the same feeling from a lot of other people than it did for mm-hmm. you. And I think, like, a lot of the work that I, I have been working on for a long time is being okay with that mm-hmm. and being okay with, I might, it kind of comes back to what I was talking about earlier about, like, being okay with what I bring up in people and mm-hmm. not having to take that on for myself and if that means that I'm not best friends with like I want to be best friends with everybody I really do yeah I want to. I really really do but I also have this side of me that's like yeah I'm making the things coming out of my mouth motion because it just
1: mm-hmm. comes out and it has to
0: it has to or else my head will explode
1: it that really just will Tells the truth and you do a really good job I'm telling you Thanks. the truth. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that. And I remember being like, wow, like that was really powerful. And I well, know there are yeah. people that also felt that way too. And it wasn't necessarily just about the, the thing, but it's just like, there aren't a lot of people in the more spiritual communities I find. And it's changing now, but especially men that are willing to speak up for the things that maybe um, don't sit right with them.
0: And right. I... I don't, I guess I've just never jived very well with super spiritually, like, I don't even know how to say this, but, like, the frou-frou. Yes, yeah. I I don't, I don't even, I, and lovely. Yes. But that's just not me. Yeah. And it never will be, and that moment when I just went, like, you gotta give this up, girl, or, like, don't even... Compare yourself to that because yeah. it's just not who I will ever be, and and I think that does come down to like just being authentic. Like if there's anything, I think we all kind of pick up on is authenticity, right? So yeah. if like if the frou frou is you, if that's in your soul, yeah, great. But if that's what you're doing to like get more likes on Instagram and make money, not great. Yeah, I don't
1: think you great. Can- Feel you can mm-hmm. feel the difference. You know,
0: in your soul. Like the second yeah. I was watching something uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, "I don't know about this." And Dwight was watching the dish, washing the dishes, and then he was like, "What the hell?" Like he picked up on it too, and he wasn't even listening to this thing that I was listening to. He could just pick up on it right away. Like I think we all, and like that comes down to like uh, authenticity and just listening to your gut, because gut. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Or, maybe there are times when our gut lies you know maybe if like that there's something going on where like we're not listening or it's yeah. not trust it but I think in a lot of cases it tells the truth it's telling us the truth
1: and I would say even if it's it if it's lying it's because it's anxiety and not your gut mm-hmm. they feel they can feel very similar but they're not
0: I old. think so I was trying to check my pri- my privilege right there when I was like you know there might be some people out there where like that telling someone to listen to the gut might not be safe at all. Yes. For me. And I should have put this as like a a preface to this entire thing that everything I'm going to say is just from my experience. Right. Like, and that's what anybody is going to be speaking from. It's all just coming from my own experience, but from my own experience, like it's never lied. It's always there going, Hey, you sure you okay you're not gonna listen to me (laughs) all right I'll see you in a couple weeks when you check back in again I'll be telling you the same thing yeah
1: yeah and I I think that that's it's just really important to figure out who you are in terms of what part of you to listen to right because so in the human design model we talk about the different parts of the body and not everybody's um like head of the team is the gut or the sacral so for some people there's other parts of their body they actually have to listen to but there's like a deep knowing with all of them it's somewhere in your body where your body mm-hmm. is speaking to you and, and maybe
0: the gut's not the right word for everybody then
1: yeah I think it is for a lot of people though like do you remember your human design are you a manifesting generator or a generator yeah. I'm the one that that Darlene is that's all I know oh so you're <laughs> you're a projector yes, yes. That's it. yeah so I'd have to look at your human design to see what your authority is um but it's probably splenic just the way that you're talking about it so it's intuition it's like a deep deep knowing of like this is what feels right for me and this mm-hmm. is what I need to
0: do yeah I'm not really a second guesser usually once I once I know I know and then yeah. we so go tough. yeah
1: yeah I've loved all of this so much. Is there anything that we said we were going to talk about that we didn't touch on or anything else that you want to make sure we go into?
0: No, I feel like this has been awesome. Like it's been, I, <laughs> I'm just up in white having my own thoughts. Scout's not interested. We're in social isolation, so it's been, I actually feel like that was just, like, a really nice release of a lot of my, like, yeah, you know, like, the thing that I'm missing the most, the thing I'm missing the most about not being in my community is just being able to, like, yeah, you know, does that make any sense? Yes, I totally get it. I'm with, like, I've met these lovely, some lovely people, but they're just not my people yet, you know, they're not the people that I can just be like, whoa, I'm here hello I love you all I'm just gonna be like fuck yeah you know I haven't met those people here in Whitehorse yet so it was really nice to be able to like catch up with you and just be my big self
1: oh this is so good I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and oh I appreciate you asking me I'm so honored it I knew like I remember when I first started I made a list of all of the people that I wanted before I even actually started the podcast and I'm slowly picking away at it so was I on that list yeah. yes Fuck off Giselle that's so nice <laughs> you <were>. just because <laughs> like there is so much about you that is so authentic and um I think in terms of especially with like my journey through yoga you were definitely like one of the most influential teachers that I feel like I had and like so I definitely just like I remember sitting down and being like who are the people that I have learned the most from let me like write these down and a lot of them were people in Saskatoon but some of them were like you know like authors and speakers and stuff that I'd never physically met but most people were people that I knew um and I was like these are the the people that I want to talk to uh
0: and look what you've been able to create you know like that's so awesome and Mm -hmm. like really like even just for myself I haven't been able to like talk to you today it's like yeah I should be maybe Maybe I will start to look into podcasting. So if I do start that, will you be one of my guests?
1: (laughs) Yes, I would love to. And I help you with like any questions you have about it. It's actually so simple and so easy. Like the barrier for it now is pretty much non-existent. Like if you can work a a laptop, you can make a podcast. It's so simple now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'll just have like Scout in the background. Can you imagine? I love that.
1: (laughs) And like every
0: episode, you can put featuring Scout like in. featuring Scout uh, <laughs> and her wisdom, <laughs> of saying her new word is remote. And if I if that's not the most uh pandemic twenty twenty thing <laughs> that I've ever heard, it's the that's so funny. fucking seventeen month old kid saying remote. It's like that's your word. She's barely saying <laughs> anything, and she can say remote. Like oh my god, really oh god. god.
1: Okay, so that is a wrap for today's episode please let me know what you think and what your favorite parts were I absolutely love when you guys screenshot or screen record even and then you know tag me in you know your posts on Instagram Facebook whatever wherever you like to share with your people I love to see what you guys took away from it and it helps me to not only kind of like tailor the guests that i have on based on what you guys are curious about learning um it also it really fuels me like seeing how much these conversations are impacting you guys helps me to continue to do the work because this is Like, if you have a podcast or you do any sort of entrepreneurial stuff, you know that there's so much that goes into the back end, and no matter how much you love the things that you do, or for me anyways, there are still days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not want to edit, I do not want to record, I do not want to do all of this stuff, but when I see how much these conversations impact you, uh, it allows me to you know, keep going, it really like fuels me up so let me know what you loved and what you want to see more of I will keep you guys updated on what Clancy's doing right now I don't think she's teaching or doing anything like that she's really allowing herself to be in the space between which is so fucking powerful and I love that she's doing that so um there isn't a lot that I mean you could follow her on her personal Instagram which I do have linked in the show notes um But I will keep you guys updated when she starts to do some more things and maybe if she uh, starts her own podcast in the future, I will let you guys know because I know that she has really, really powerful wisdom to give to the world and yeah, I'm really excited to see what she creates and I will let you guys know when she starts uh, doing more work with clients again. So, hope you guys have a really great week. I hope you're enjoying the sun, getting outside, soaking up the nature and new episodes coming this week i think on friday i will be dropping another one so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that love you all bye they're really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working